Are mining companies increasing exploration within the province of Ontario and doing so above the inherent rights of First Nations claims to the territory? How is mainstream media's coverage of the war in Ukraine today comparing with the coverage of the war in Iraq 20 years ago? How has global research and CKUW made a difference for people in the peace movement? What is the reason for listeners just like you to finally get over their hesitance and donate to CKUW Fund Drive? This week on the Global Research News Hour, we are focusing our attention on relaying arguments the mainstream media are not addressing on giving a voice to the many people in Canada and around the world voicing the very important, legitimate concerns about the U.S. and NATO efforts, both in the past and the present, that could divert us from the past to ongoing wars. In our first half hour, we'll play an interview with Chief Donnie Morris of Kitchenumi Kusib Ininuag First Nation about the mutual cooperation agreement signed with Grassy Narrows and to other First Nations. Then we will focus on the war in Ukraine now on the occasion of its first anniversary, outline how it is connected with other imperialist actions by the West, and describe the peace actions waged in the cities across Canada and around the world. And we will also encourage you all to donate generously to fundrive.ckuw.ca. On today's program, connecting the dots on the urgent need to support CKUW and the Global Research News Hour. Bringing you the analysis beyond the media headlines, the Global Research News Hour is on the air. Welcome to the Global Research News Hour for the week of February 24th, 2023. I'm your host, Michael Welch. The Global Research News Hour is a special media collaboration paid for by the Center for Research on Globalization and hosted by CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg. I'm your host, uh, Michael Welch. We strive to bring you the voices of political, academic, and other voices often ignored by mainstream media. Our shows are featured on other radio stations across the country and around the world and accessible by stream or podcast at globalresearch.ca. We acknowledge that this program is produced on the territory of the Anishinaabe, Ininu, Oji, Cree, Diné, and Dakota, the birthplace of the Métis Nation and the heartland of the Métis Nation homeland. It is important to at least acknowledge that Canada is our home on native land and that we owe our partners for the unjust treatment delivered on them in exchange. Acknowledging these truths is just a first step in the long journey toward reconciliation. Fun Drive is here, and uh, we're in the remaining hours of our long appeal to donate to the station to help CKUW be all it can be. As a campus-based community radio station, we're quite a bit different if you have been listening for a while. Uh, we're not CBC for kids. We are not just junior versions of the bigger media. The staff here uh, put a lot of energy into training people in the community of Winnipeg and allowing them to bring to the airwaves the unique content that they don't hear in the same capacity anywhere else. Community members with the ability to operate the equipment, basic skills of interviewing guests and, and doing research, maybe we can't compete with the big boys in, in terms of mastering the profession and, and quality broadcast, but we do offer a tapestry of community member interest and community members' lives that becomes an interesting media experience. This isn't 
some professional reporter going out to a different field each week. It's the experience of hearing people in the streets, in the work office, from the apartment two doors down, sharing the music or the facts on the ground that you can appreciate every week. So please, show you care. Be, be part of this one-of-a-kind volunteer opportunity phone, 204-774-6877, or go to the Internet and, and type fundrive.ckuw.ca, that's F-U-N-D-R-I-V-E dot C-K-U-W dot C-A, and make a pledge to the Global Research News Hour or to whatever show you might appreciate just as much. Um, for my first interview, uh, we have Chief Donnie Morris of Kitchenumekusib Ininuwag First Nation, or, or K-I for short, as, as a backdrop uh, representatives of K-I, Wapikaka and Duneskantaka and Asopishosiwagong Anishinaabek, or, or Grassy Narrows, formed an allegiance to protect their lands and waters in the face of mounting concerns about encroachment on their territories by mining exploration communities who have been enabled by the Ford government's pro-industry stance. This is the latest escalation in, in a growing conflict between First Nations and the Ford government over mining exploration occurring against the will of local First Nations. It's the mutual cooperation agreement was signed on January 31st. I got in touch with Chief Morris to get a few more details about the historic agreement, so we'll play that, um, that uh, interview for you right now. Uh, you, you signed a new cooperation agreement with the, uh, with the three other nations. Uh, could you maybe just give us the broad context of, of yeah. what this agreement is about? What did you agree to? Okay, well, I, 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 the, the agreement we, we signed on now with the communities was uh, uh, protecting our waterways, our water, and the forestry. And then uh, moving forward uh, in areas of, uh, like, how we would uh, structure ourselves in the future to, to uh, uh, align ourselves together uh, if any of our communities... Uh, need to work out uh, any uh, progress uh, coming into our, our homelands without first getting the consent of the membership of the communities we represent and also uh, future development uh, uh, community themselves should determine uh, how, how it should uh, look like in the future. The way the current environment that we're in is a uh, uh, government sets the policies, the rules, and uh, everybody uh, seems to take it for granted that it's free land up there. Uh, and re really, it's not when uh, uh, we're up north in these communities that we represent as leaders. So moving forward, uh, I believe when we sign on together with Wapikaka, Grassy Narrows, Neskandiga, and KI, uh, I, I think... Uh, uh, eventually, the numbers will grow once this, once we know, uh, once everybody knows uh, what our the really goal behind uh, preserving water, waterways for the future, because water is going to be a valuable uh, uh, item in the future. Same thing with forestry. Eh? Okay, so I was wondering. I mean, you mentioned that uh, this 
agreement uh, was signed to prevent uh, the Ford government from granting free entry to mining exploration companies to your, your homelands and uh, without granting your people consent. I was wondering, I mean, how long has this sort of thing been going on or, or has it been, um, has there been an increase in this sort of thing in, in recent uh, uh, years? Well, for for us up north of KI, uh, we had Platmix and God's Lakes uh, that were uh, heavily uh, involved in their areas of uh, permits that they got. But uh, these are the things that uh, made it come head to head with uh, the communities that we do not appreciate of these uh, things that this uh, the government does uh, oversee the Mining Act and uh, all these things. So, for example, uh, getting consent from the community uh, and uh, our policies, like water, water, like we have policies too, eh? Yeah. But the issue here is uh, government does not seem to recognize us, our our policies, our why why we seem to clash every so often. I mean, I mean, uh, Ontario's got to understand that they did not get this land over uh, a, a over war. Uh, the, the treaty was based on friendship and sharing, peaceful coexistence. Not, not for you. You're the sole owner of uh, everything, and you determine the outcome of uh, how resources extraction should look like up north. That's not the intent. The intent is we want to be players in the same region we want to work with uh entities we want to work with governments but they gotta first acknowledge and recognize uh, the governing structures that first nations have on on their communities it's just not on reserve it's on traditional lands to it eh? so um i mean is this mutual i think that's why i want to have a Go ahead. Oh yeah. What was this mutual cooperation agreement? I mean, is it kind of like well, joining NATO in a sense? I mean, if the mining exploration company uh, leans in on one community, it, it's going against all four, or something like that? No, 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 no. no. We we are not there to create tension with other communities or are the public at large it's just that uh, as leaders of these communities we acknowledge birthplaces places uh, where uh, our aboriginal descendants were before uh, we just want to protect these places uh, to get a grasp of uh, you know uh, ki membership they that twenty-three thousand square kilometers that was put aside uh not all of it was put aside by the government there's some areas of uh, places that were left out. So it's just where we were currently now is just what we're trying to protect. And we just want to show support to other communities that are of the same mind. Uh, for example, the other three communities. Uh, if we're having problems, we're there to help each other out and uh, work our way out how we're going to uh, tackle the issue in front of us. That's the whole intent. So, are you saying that any community... And I think, uh, uh, what's that? 
Are you saying that any community, any uh, indigenous or First Nation, can join in if they want to, like like all across the uh, all across the province? If they want to, <laughs> if they feel they have uh, certain territories they want to have protected and have uh, an understanding uh, how we want to work together, yeah, it's it's there. Okay. Um, so, is there any been, ever but, been uh, on the on the on the other? Huh? So you can go ahead. On the other hand, uh, that's why I'm I'm calling out separately on the MNR ministry. I, I want to have a discussion talks with them. Eh? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean that's how it is. It's we're not all up the uh, you know like uh, we're all down this one road. The yeah. four of us, me uh, joining together, uh, it just gives us more uh, more of a bigger group. But that's why I'm calling out Ontario separately. Hey, there's grievances. You've done harm. You abused our memberships before treaty and after treaty when Ontario had the Lands and Forestry Department. Now they're called MNR Forestry. We need to talk. We need to talk of past issues. That's, that's, that's why I'm calling out Ontario separately, the, the Ministry of Natural Resources. How did you for come together? I mean, how, how long has it been, and, and how, what was the process of, of you coming together? Did, did, it, did it start with one individual reaching out to other people who had problems, or, or how, did it, how did it come together? I, uh, well, at first it just came uh, where Grassy Narrows was there, and we were there. And uh, just by, uh, I guess, bumping into each other and hearing things of other communities, what they're going through uh, uh, on their traditional lands, homelands. And that's just how we got to get together now with Niskantiga, with the, with the mining sector too. So it, it's just by hearing things, I guess, that we gotten to come together mutual understanding of what our needs are, how we want to structure ourselves. But but by the way, we, we don't even have an office yet. It's just it's just communities uh, uh, realigning themselves to uh, how do we tackle uh, these things that are confronting us. And that's just how it is. I was wondering... And the support staff we have in our communities. I was wondering if you have any particular... I mean, you talk about mining companies. Is there any particular minerals that they're seeking? I mean, like a, a new gold rush package, perhaps? Or um, what? <laughs> in, in our... In our... In our... Uh, I, 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 I'm pretty sure you were what we went through ours was with plat, platinum, eh? Okay. Yeah. Platinum, uh, I guess they needed these special minerals uh, and uh, just unfortunately it's just too close to the community too close to our large lake and uh, we just could not take the risk of uh, our waterways uh, destroyed our fishes and our water mm -hmm. yeah so how did the people in your nation uh, react to the news of this new agreement well, I have 
haven't uh, gone home yet, but uh, when I get home uh, next week, I'll probably be telling them uh, what uh, what transpired and how we will be moving forward, and also uh, if Ontario will respond uh, to a meeting. Uh, we're, we're just going to wait. So have you, you gotten any response from the, the province or, or provincial officials so far? Not yet. Hmm. Yeah, you just got one one uh, yeah. message from the uh, opposition uh, the opposition minister, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and it was supportive. But that's but that's that's my that's at the end of the day that's my goal is to try and meet with MNR and just tell them uh, all our grievances. Like even the when they build uh, their accommodation building office building on our cemetery. I mean, like all these things, there's there's a huge list. Okay. And it's like I said, it's time. This we sat down and they own up to to the past uh, issues uh, they created for us, our membership, uh, harassment out on our lands and destroying camps. All these things. Eh? Yeah. Do you know? Of, I mean, is this? Agreement modeled after anything other uh, indigenous tribes have done, either in Ontario or in another province, or is this like a? a no, it's no, a, a, no, no. I think this is the first of its kind here. So that was Chief Donnie Morris, one of four signatories to the new mutual cooperation agreement last month. You'll notice that the chief mentioned platinum as one of the metals they were looking for. Uh, platinum is one of 31 vital ingredients sought by mining companies in conjunction with the uh, electric vehicle production and the, the fourth industrial revolution, as it's called. So uh, even though they're emphasizing less oil production, uh, you know, the governments and so on, uh, that, that doesn't mean that the campaign to hustle First Nations is over. Just like there are similar mining exploration sites seeking to mine Africa and Latin America against the interests of, of the people on those territories. So I, I, I guarantee this show will focus on these exploits uh, as acts in service of capitalism against the interests of the people. But right now, I would like to encourage our listeners, especially if you have been listening for two weeks to CKUW, that this is the last spoken word show on Fun Drive 2023. You appear to be he hesitant to, to part with your cash. In, in spite of all the really, really great appeals to donate that's been airing over the last two weeks, just phone 204-774-6877 or, or go to fundrive.ckuw.ca. There, there are many great incentives. At the $70 level, you can get a, a really iconic T-shirt uh, available this year. Um, there are many, uh, you know, well, the, the shirt is it's sort of surreal, uh, a mix of, I, I don't know, ghosts and spooks, uh, like images, all in a mass. Um, it's, it's really impressive compared to previous uh, years. I mean, you can just see what you're missing by going to fundrive.ckuw.ca and then looking at the $70 level. Um, and you can have that as, as well as the Friends card with all the discounts to Winnipeg-based businesses that are available. Stores like Organic Planet, Elements Cafe, uh, On Portage. 
uh, offering 15% off all food, the Yellow Dog Tavern offering 10% off food. Uh, as well, there are discounts on memberships at Cinematheque, uh, Jenea Jesmer Photography, uh, Columbus Radio, and Into the Music, Hollow Reed Holistic. They, they all offer discounts with the Friends card. And you get the, the T-shirt and the Friends card for just $70. And if you donate a little bit more, say at the $160 level, you get the Friends card, the premium CKUW hoodie, and your choice of either the T-shirt, the Bluetooth radio, and the toque, you know, the CKUW logo, you wear it on your head. Um, if you donate just under... I guess about $15 a month, you can get that. So do phone 204-774-6877 or go to fundrive.ckuw.ca. Um, so I guess maybe, maybe uh, we could... Hey, Michael, yeah, we, we could go to the break. You have the next song here. Um, yeah. uh, so I'll, I'll just do a quick drive update. We just got a call. Okay. Uh, and the drive total is right now at 43,814. Oh, so, wow. So, I mean, it's um, we, we still got a little while to go. So maybe we just go to this next uh, song and then uh, maybe another quick pitch song and then we go to Ken Stone. Okay, certainly. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's uh, what light, light of moon, moon, I suppose, would be good. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, get those phones ringing 204 774 6877. Okay, so that was Light of Moon with Absorbing Peace. Um, and yeah, that's a nice hip-hop artist. Uh, let's see, kind of the, the theme of, of, of this show at, at this point. And, and also Light of Moon is performing at the Pyramid on Monday, the 27th of February. So if, you, if you're local, you, you might want to check that out. So uh, yeah, we're, we're already halfway through the the drive, and uh, I, I want you to know that uh, coming up in a few minutes, we'll be speaking to Ken Stone, who is the uh, is with the Hamilton Coalition to Stop the War, and also with uh, the Canada-wide Peace and Justice Network, promoting participation in at least eight cities in Canada to stop the war in Ukraine this weekend. Uh, this is, I, I believe, uh, an international movement as well. Um, because the, the alternative is, is more violence and graves and bloodshed. Um, so, yeah, you know, uh, those, those of you who, who haven't contributed to the fun drive this year, now is the time to do it. Um, so, so phone 204-774-6877 or go to fundrive.ckuw.ca to, 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 you know, to, to measure up and, and really you know, get it out of the way. I mean, okay, I remember in 2003, I, I was listening. and it, 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 Basically, I, I, I was listening to everything that was going on in, in the mainstream world, uh, you know, CBC, Global, CTV, whatever, and, and all they were saying is that they were repeating the claim that had just come out. Uh, in fact, it was February 5th that uh, the, uh, the Colin Powell had been, he presented his, you know, case that the, 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 the uh, Iraq was manufacturing weapons of mass destruction and wasn't able to, to, to see through it. Um, so they had to 
you know, so it was all kind of factual and everything, and I, and I know this was not true. Uh, and it was only CKUW that pre- presented a different picture. We heard voices like Scott Ritter, who who, who made the case that this is simply not that, that, they, that there's no case that this this uh, this is a. Uh, the, the weapons of mass destruction, like he gave a, a thorough going through it. So, and, and, and it basically alluded to other issues. So, uh, this, like, it, it, it basically, I, I listened to it and it was so high heart. I mean, it was, they, they pulled me out of the fetal position, so to speak, and they say, hey, you know, these guys think like I do. You know, there are voices like mine. And and so I guess I, I I don't know I think it might have been Kent Davies or whoever it was but I actually convinced myself to to not only listen to CKUW but then to contribute to CKUW and and if you do feel the way I do about other wars like Ukraine and you know, Libya Afghanistan Syria you know and and moving all the way up to today where we're going up against Ukraine. And I know there are lots of people like that. Then you you can just phone two zero four seven seven four six eight seven seven or go to fundrive.ctuw.ca, and and you'll really have that satisfaction. I, I mean, I was unemployed at the time, but I gave a certain amount of money, and I never ever regretted it. Okay, so you would want to do that too. There's only half an hour left in our show, and uh, as I understand it now from. Uh, you just heard Scott Price, who is our, our, our program director at CKUW, and uh, he, he's saying we've got uh, just, oh, maybe a little bit, with, with, if I could get maybe a hundred and, let me see, $120 or something like that, uh, I'll be, we'll be at 45000 So um, I think that this is really a, a good opportunity for, for someone to, to, to phone up. Uh, I'd like oh. to see $120. I'd like to make that bench point of $45,000 would feel really good. Hi, Michael. Just a quick fund drive up- update. We just got a phone call from Helga. She donated $200 to the oh. Global Research News Hour. So thank you so much for oh, donating to the Global Helga. Research News Hour and CKUW. So uh, I don't have an updated total, but that that's that's excellent. You uh, 45000 right? Yeah. Um, I don't have I don't have the updated station total, but I'll get that to you. Okay, uh, this is coming up. But what we'll do is what we should do is go to uh, a song in a minute, and then um, I'll take you off here on the phone line, and then we'll be live with Ken Stone in in a little bit. How about that? Does that sound oh, good? Okay, for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, here, here. Uh, yeah. F- what is this? Forty four. Forty four fourteen. Forty four thousand and fourteen dollars right now. Okay. So we're um, we still got a little ways to go to get to the forty five, but we did just get past forty three. So that's that's excellent. Thank you yeah. again, Helga. Thanks, um, Helga. You have um, you know talking about this anti war yeah. uh, stances. Uh, we, you have a song here. There's no glory in the grave. Yeah. Well, that's actually it's not a song. It's actually a speech given by Claire Daly, who is an MEP. And uh, but oh. it's, it's a very different kind of speech than we're used to hearing from uh, from politicians. I, I don't know of any politicians in 
in Canada who speaks like this, but he, she gives a very good point, and I think it's a good setup for our interview with Ken Stone. So. Yeah, I, I, will, I will shoot to that in a moment, Michael. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll get you off, off of the phone line, and then um, stay tuned uh, to, to get on the um, Google Meet so you can talk to Ken Stone. Again, uh, the number, 204-774-6877, to make a pledge to CKW or, or specifically to the Global Research News Hour, whatever, whatever that is. We, uh, every dollar at this point really does count, and it means a lot to the continued um, broadcasting of independent radio here on the FM dial. Let's go to this, uh, this speech. There is no glory in the grave. By, what, Clara Daly, is that her name? Yeah. Excellent. Right, right. Uh, so that, that'll be uh, coming on, and then stay tuned for Michael Welsh interviewing Ken Stone here on the Global Research News Hour. War in Ukraine continues when voices everywhere should be calling for a ceasefire and peace. This resolution is driving us in the opposite direction, so I proudly voted against it. It peddles the latest slide that this is not now about defending Ukraine, it's about Ukraine must win. What does that even mean? Last April, there was a deal on the table which would have seen Russia withdraw in return for Ukrainian non-NATO membership, but Ukraine's Western friends, killer clown Boris Johnson and NATO rocked into town and told them to keep fighting. The result? Six cities devastated, four provinces illegally annexed, 108 billion euros in aid, which the people of Ukraine are going to have to pay back over decades, global food and energy crisis. Is this winning? Ordinary people don't win in wars. They're cannon fodder in the games of others. And ye can shout glory in here all you like, but there's no glory in the grave, and only graves come out of this folly. It's time for people and the silent majority all over Europe to take to the streets this weekend and demand peace and an end to the war. You see, the United States doesn't want Iraq disarmed. The United States wants Saddam Hussein gone. And they use disarmament to... You're okay. on now. Ken, you're there? I am. Okay, you're the uh, uh, you're with the, the Hamilton Coalition to Stop the War, uh, and, and you're, you're serving as the treasurer, and you're also uh, one of the signatories to a uh, uh, the Canada-wide Peace and Justice Network, correct? That is correct. I'm a, I'm a, a steering committee member of the network. Okay, great. So... Uh, this is a very special weekend. It's the anniversary of the uh, Russian invasion 
into Ukraine, uh, or the special military operation, as it were. Um, uh, maybe just give me some details about the, the event that you're putting on and uh, the, the events, the Canada-wide events that are happening uh, across the country uh, over the next couple of days. Okay. Uh, the Canada-wide Peace and Justice Network is having a weekend of action to stop the U.S. proxy war in Ukraine. And we are having actions in 12 cities across the country. Start, they started yesterday. They end Sunday. Uh, they are in Regina, Vancouver, Victoria, Montreal, Calgary, Hamilton, Ottawa, Waterloo, Winnipeg, Toronto, Windsor, and Halifax. Um, and um, they are of all different kinds. All, uh, Eleven of them are in person, and ours in Hamilton is a virtual, uh, a virtual event, and it's called Connecting the Dots, Resisting the U.S.-NATO Agenda in Ukraine and in West Asia. Interesting. And I believe that event is also, I guess, co-hosted or sponsored by the International Manifesto Group and the uh, 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 Geological Econo Economic Research Group or something, right? That's correct. Okay. Great. Well, that should be really significant. Uh, and so uh, the, this Canada-wide event, I, I guess I'm wondering if, if you could touch on the similarities and the differences between the, the Ukraine war today and the Iraq War of, of almost 220 years ago? Well, we were formed in the run-up, uh, the Hamilton Coalition was formed in the run-up to the war, the Anglo-American attack on Iraq. And uh, in those days, uh, because it was a war of the Republicans, it was a George W. Bush war, um, there were all kinds of people, liberal people, who joined in, um, and uh, there we had demonstrations in Canada, uh, right across the country, in, involving hundreds of thousands of people, and it may have. We know it did. We know it had the effect of um, persuading Jean Chrétien, the then Liberal Prime Minister, not to send ground troops into into Iraq. Of course, later on, when the attention was off. He supported the uh, U.S. and uh, U.K. attack and our occupation of Iraq by a number of other means. But at the time, it prevented Canadian troops from going into Iraq, which I think was an important uh, victory. Yes. Um, you know, there's uh, it doesn't seem, right now at least, it doesn't seem like there's the same kind of energy that there was back then. Um Maybe that has something to do with with some of the messaging you know, that support, sponsor it, because they say that they're they're helping Ukraine support uh, you know, to get help from this evil invading monster that is that is Russia. Um, you can just like in, in, maybe in a, a minute or so, uh, you just how try to get past the the mainstream media messaging and and, and talk about what what's really going on that that we should concern us. Well, it's very difficult to get past the dominant narrative that's put out by the government and the mainstream media day in, day out. But our Canada-wide Peace and Justice Network speaks for the one quarter of Canadians who want to end the war in Ukraine through negotiations. Uh, this week, the Angus Reid uh, poll came out showing that one quarter of Canadians somehow on their own have figured out that the, the best way to end this war is through the negotiations. And um, we say 
that it's time for the prime and foreign ministers to stop fueling this conflict with endless arms, funding and mercenaries, and instead pick up the phone and call their counterparts in Russia seeking input on what it would take to end this war. This war did not start one year ago uh, tomorrow. It started in the 1990s when the Soviet Union dissolved and NATO did not dissolve. Instead, it uh, made a pledge to uh, Gorbachev, the last, uh, the last uh, head of the Soviet Union, that it wouldn't expand one inch eastward, but in the last 30 years it expanded 800 kilometers eastward and gobbled up 14 former um, Warsaw Pact and Russian uh, Soviet states. And Canada and the U.S. and NATO helped uh, they funded a coup in Ukraine in 2014 to uh, overturn a democratic government, which had a mandate to be a neutral government and installed instead a government riddled with Nazis who turned Ukraine into a, pro, a de facto NATO state with a de facto NATO army that started waging a war against its own citizens in the Donbass eight years ago in 2014. So this war, is, if you listen to the dominant narrative, it uh, it started last year. But in truth, it started 30 years ago, and it stepped up considerably with the coup that the Canadian government sponsored, along with the U.S. in 2014. Talk about uh, CFMU, because that you, I mean, I, I don't assume you have a great deal of knowledge about CKUW, but you have your own, our, our, our sister station, uh, uh, CFMU. And uh, uh, interestingly enough, uh, it's uh, the, the place where uh, our own station manager, Robert Schmidt, had, uh, had, had gotten interested in, uh, in producing community radio. And now he's you know, involved in our station, and he's been at it now for over 30 years, I believe. But could you talk about the difference that community radio coverage of the events, that, not just Ukraine, but other events you've been focused on, and how it's different from what mainstream media presents? Well, CFNU, like your station, um, presents an alternative to, to the mainstream media, to the dominant narrative. And we have a show on CFNU called Unusual Sources, and we put out a, a lot of material there. We interview people who don't get on the mainstream media and who will speak out on issues such as war and peace and anti-racism and a number of other issues. So community radio plays a very important role in Canada today, providing an alternate source of uh, opinion and uh, news that you just cannot get otherwise on the mainstream media. So I salute you today on your, found, your fundraising show, and I encourage all your listeners to contribute to your show and to your radio station because it is providing a valuable public service. Okay. Well, I, I really want to thank you then for uh, for coming on the show and, and helping us, uh, you know, for for your work that's gone for, uh, for many years and for your your analysis and and for promoting CQW and the, the Global Research News Hour. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll we'll see you uh, tomorrow. <laughs> thank you. I hope you join us on the webinar. Go to our website at Hamilton Coalition to Stop the War. Ca and you can register there. Okay, thanks a lot, Ken. You're welcome. Okay, so that was Ken Stone of the Hamilton Coalition to Stop the War, and as you meant, she just mentioned, you go to hamiltoncoalitiontostopthewar.ca, and he will, uh, 
you, you'll see the instructions on how you can get involved. So it's it's 148. Uh, Scott, I don't know if you're still there, but it is definitely, uh, I hope we had uh, a few more. Yeah, yeah I'm still here. Do, do you want me to put on the Scott Ritter? Yeah, I think I would. Uh, maybe you can uh, play the uh, the one that he did, uh, the, the, I guess it's, I, I label it. That will lead to one political objective. The first military objective is denazification. That is the absolute destruction, liquidation, annihilation of the neo-Nazi and ultra-right-wing nationalist military formations and the political parties that sustain them, along with any legislation that empowers them. For instance, legislation passed in January of 2021, which uh, made Stepan Bandera a, um, you know, a, a, a right-wing, uh, Nazi-supporting, Jew-killing, um, you know, Ukrainian nationalist, elevated him to the, to the status of national hero. Uh, and, and then went around, uh, they passed additional legislation, which um, named streets after him, named boulevards, named places, raised monuments, and then also uh, brought back into, you know, the mainstream uh, people of his ilk, um, Nazis, people who uh, had enlisted and served in um, Waffen SS units during World War II. People had served in um, yeah, Einsatzgruppen that uh, killed Jews during World War II. These people are now rehabilitated, uh, and their names are put up in places of honor. Um, the Russians want to eliminate this. They want legislation passed in Ukraine, which delegitimizes Nazis instead of praising Nazis. Uh, the Russians are doing very well on this front. Um, they're in the process of um, finishing off the last uh, Nazi defenders of the city of Mariupol. Uh, this is where the Azov Battalion, now a regiment, um, it was it was headquartered. These are right-wing neo-Nazi extremists, um, many of whom have swastikas and other Nazi symbols tattooed on their bodies. Um, this, is, this is where they tormented the Russian-speaking population for the past eight years. Um, they are now in the process of being killed or captured by the Russians. That is what denazification looks like. Similar denazification uh, processes are taking place elsewhere in Ukraine, anywhere where the Russian forces find a, um, a neo-Nazi uh, you know, national unit of the Ukrainian army. Um, so... Anybody who thinks that the Nazis are doing well against uh, against the Russians, think again. The second is demilitarization. This means that Russia is going to dismantle the NATO army that had been built in Ukraine. American non. Yes, and yes. Yeah. Hello, uh, that was just Scott Ritter from. Uh, I guess it was last March. Yeah, for sure, and uh, yeah, he was. This is the same Scott Ritter who said there are no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. So if you if you listened back in 2003 uh, and you don't have access to CTUW or, or a community radio station like that, you'd be surprised. But I wasn't, you know, because I had that uh, in my back pocket. And I guess you could also say, I mean, I, I think don't think there's much time left, but uh, there's another uh, a clip 
uh, was with Bruce Gagnon, and he was talking about how the RAND Corporation, which is a U.S.-based think tank, had talked about how there was a, a drive to, to make Ukraine feel so uncomfortable that they would be used uh, against uh, Russia. So it is basically the, the proxy war paradigm. So I, 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 I find that to be a compelling thing. And you do not hear this analysis anywhere else. So if you want to hear more of that kind of thing, if, if you value it, as I value the way we, uh, I became first a, a listener and then I became a donor, and then I actually became one of the, the programmers that uh, you're hearing from now, you can start that little giving path by phoning 204-774-6877 or, or go online to fundrive.ckuw.ca. And, and Scott, you know what? I, I got a bit of a... I guess a, a bit of a, a promise for uh, hmm. the uh, our listenership is that uh, there's a, a, a very high-profile uh, investigative journalist named Seymour Hirsch. He's uh, he was talking about the uh, way back when about the uh, the Milai massacre. Then mm-hmm. later on, he talked about the uh, uh, the, the Abu Ghraib uh, prison scenario. And now he's talking about the uh, attacks on these uh, Nord Stream pipelines, and he claims that they are—they were attacked by the United States, by mm-hmm. the U.S. Navy, you know, planting the evidence and dropping a buoy, and then that set them off. Uh, I actually have contacted Seymour Hirsch, and he said he would be delighted to uh, to, to join me on oh. uh, on radio. So that's yeah, you know, but I, I I'd like to see. Uh, some some idea that you know our listeners and I, I appreciate uh, you know what what Helga and, and other people have have had to do, but I, I, I think it would really mean a lot to me that that this that yeah. this is something that I could share with uh, with you and uh, Seymour Hirsch for a good you know, forty minutes or so, and uh, we'll, we'll hear you know this is a, I, I don't think I'm a, there's another person in in the country, let alone Winnipeg that has access to this uh, renowned figure. Mm-hmm. So it would really make my, well, it would be very important for me. So, you know, if you value that, if you think you'd like to hear it, you know, help us achieve that goal of, of uh, going, get, getting just over the, uh, the $45,000 mark by phoning 204-774-6877 right now. I mean, right now. Or, or going fundrive.cqw.ca. Let's let's make that forty-five thousand. Uh, it would make us all quite happy. And I know that you've been working at it really hard, Scott. So so go two zero four seven seven four six eight seven seven. Yes. Yeah, so we just oh the phone the phone just rang. Uh, we also got a we also have Lily here with a pledge of seventy-five dollars. Excellent. It just says two spoken word uh, two spoken word shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that's great that they're supporting that kind of stuff. Uh, Thank you, Lily. Uh, the the drive is forty four thousand two hundred thirty four to maybe two thirty nine. So we, we still need some more help, and I think um, some of these. I think I'll I'll say this as as program director. Um, I came up in sort of the news department with with Michael and and doing reports and things like that. I, I've done several spoken word shows, um, and I, I think that one of the things too is that we're sort of missing at times is that there's there's even some things that I don't necessarily completely agree with, but I feel like perhaps people should hear. 
hear and then be able to assess those things on them uh, for themselves. I think there's a lot of uh, with the um, moral panic around misinformation. Uh, I think there's a lot of closing off of things. Um, uh, uh, whereas I feel like people should be able to hear perhaps voices that they would normally hear or even things they might disagree with but to then clarify their own positions on these things and i think even scott ritter is an example he of course spoke out against the wmds in iraq i've I've heard a lot of his commentary on on you know on your show but on others about the war in ukraine i think he has some interesting insights i think he also gets some things wrong and i think that's fine and i I don't i don't i don't know why we we've come to this place where uh, we feel like everything needs to be completely shut down um of course uh this is sort of the difference here is that we um you know uh, we do allow these sort of alternative voices uh to be aired on the station and we put a lot of trust in the listeners that they can hear something and be like well i agree with that part and maybe this other part i'm not so sure on and that's totally fine we're not here to say this is a hundred percent what it is, or even that this yeah. analysis is the hundred percent analysis. This is you, you can you can take parts of it that you find useful, and that's how I've always yeah. um, taken. Yeah. That's how I've always engaged with the media. That's how we hope you engage with the media, and you can pledge to that right now. Two zero four seven seven four six eight seven seven for um uh for for that kind of uh, a bit of openness and um and, and to hear it and also to to also a radio station that doesn't try to pander we're not going to try to tell you what you should think or like that's up to you we we simply present these sorts of things we're not yeah. here to beat anyone over the head with uh with any particular viewpoint i uh, you know and i think if you were to ask the staff and as well as a lot of the volunteers you'd have a range of opinions because mm-hmm. we're a campus and community radio station keyword being community there's yeah. a range of opinions and that's yeah. totally fine yeah. uh, 204-774-6877 closing minutes here on the global research news hour um yeah i i think it's um it's uh it's it's a great thing, and, and uh, thank you to you know Lily and Helga for for sending in their pledges. Yes. Uh, we very much appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, so M- Michael, uh, I think you have two minutes. F- oh. Final appeals. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I just uh, I, I spent some time sharing with you all like a, a very deeply personal experience, uh, you know, of how I got involved with the station, and you know, went from the the floor of my <laughs> living room listening to it to to the station to actually getting to be the news director and then eventually becoming the, the host of the show. And so I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe you have something similar. I mean, you can listen to this vast tapestry of experiences in the community where we have beat. I mean, we, we've heard things, you know, from, from all sorts of different people. And, and by the way, I mean, they don't necessarily all agree with themselves either. Uh, you know, or the people from Global Research don't necessarily all agree on everything. So that is to that point that uh, Scott was making, and he is absolutely correct. Um, but, you know, we're presenting those alternative ex- explanations, and uh, I, I think that allows us to, to better source out uh, what's really going on. So, yeah, if you wanted to, to go to these uh, peace rallies, uh, I believe in, in Winnipeg, there's a peace uh, demonstration at the corner of River and Osborne. It's coming up on uh, tomorrow, I believe. So, uh, you know, tomorrow.